Okay, we are back rolling on Snow Horse and the Polar Bear, a show where I am offering um, to glean some information that works for me in my life and people pay me for the time it takes to tell it because paying for the message, it just would be uh, (laughs) too pricey. So um, we left off talking about God and some of the gifts he gives and speaking in tongues. Uh, what I want to say is in the metaphysical world, they would, uh, people would call me a, a psychic. In the, some of the churches, they call me a prophet. In the Catholic Church, they call me an animal whisperer, which lends to the name either pet psychic or animal communicator. So it doesn't matter what you call a person. If they're guided by God, giving glory to God, this is a person to listen to and uh, glean some information from. The reason I'm doing a podcast at all is to bring people in that have witnessed things in their lives. Either they understand what they've experienced and can explain it in their own way so that people can see that these people are everywhere. We are everywhere. We are in the world, but not of the world, which makes it much easier for me to stay on the planet. You know, like a visitor, (laughs) which is, you know, or an alien. You know, yay aliens, you know. So (laughs) it's it's a good thing. In fact... If people were to give it a little bit more thought when they talk about indigenous people, as far as Earth goes, humans are indigenous, period. You know, if we cut away all the boundaries and all the walls, that we're all here on the planet as the original people. So the uh, I did want to chat about... Um, the opportunity for um, Alita to share more uh, what she was closing off on the end of the first half of this podcast uh, collection is that uh, the gifts and the provisions and the protection that God offers yeah. and, and how you see it. Alita is a, a, a person I met here, if you didn't listen to the first podcast, that I met when I was uh, guided by God to, to end up in a location that ultimately led me to rescuing a dog or let's call it adoption, because it's it, the dog was not in dire circumstances. But the uh, the 81-year-old woman, Cherie, who wanted a better home for the dog, I you know, God had me show up. Proof proof was in the, you know, the, the evidence of me being the right person was her wearing a Snoopy T-shirt, and I have Snoopy on my car <laughs> <laughs> and a Woodstock. And uh, Alita is um, a manager in the location where Cherie lives. And we struck up a conversation, and it led us to talking about uh, her experience speaking in tongues and having the answer to someone who was speaking in tongues so that the church would understand what that wording was. And then we led into her uh, indicating that God provides protection and provisions and all things that you need. God is good all the time. All the time, God's good. He has so many provision and promotion and protection and we have so many promises from God. Let's let's talk about and, how when you talk about promotions. Mm-hmm. Do you have an experience of your own where you were wandering around and all of a sudden you were promoted? Oh yes, definitely. And let's have one. In of those. a job that I'm, I'm currently at. Yeah, um, that was all by the Lord. G- g- and, give, um, give us an I example went, of how you were I, led. There. I, I was um, working there, and I have. Um, did find, Always felt, I do want to ask, in, mm-hmm. the, in the job itself, were you led to go there? Were you invited to work there? Did you look for the job? How did that come to pass, the first entry into that position? The first entry into that position, I'm sitting in my car at lunch, not really liking the job I'm at. And, and it's, not, say, the job, it's not the job you have now. It was a different right. job. Right. Okay. And I'm saying, Lord, help me. And all of a sudden, I get on my phone, and I do a quick little send resume to the first thing that comes up. Mm-hmm. And I get called to this <laughs> position. And 
I start. And uh, that's as, how fast he works. Yes. And um, I really had, I did not think, um, I forgot all about it, that I had done it. And I got called and asked to come in for an interview and make a long story short, you know, I got the office manager position mm-hmm. and then the site manager. Um, it was fast, wasn't it? Yeah, a year or something? Yeah. yeah. And then, then, then she was gone and um, they offered me the position mm-hmm. and. Um, I've always loved the elderly, and God gave me this position right before COVID, and I believe it was so that I could be there for them. Right. And through it all, and encourage them and lift their spirits, and I've done many things in there to do this for them at a time where they were locked up and couldn't see their own children. Right. And it wasn't necessarily a nursing home. It is all seniors in that building, though. Right. And um, independent so, living, yes, pretty much. Yes, independent right? living. Right. However, their doors were. Could not I'm going to tell you. To I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Cherie is a is a vibrant 81 year old. Oh yes. I mean, she walks all over the town <laughs> all day long. <laughs> you know, she was talking she about walk. the trail she's walking. I'm thinking, oh, yeah. you gotta be. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. But that comes to one of the protection modes, which is said that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's right. And when this COVID first started, that's one of the first things I quoted. Right. And um, there's Psalms 91. And um, we we that ha- have that in us, we don't fear at this time right. like many others do. Right. And well, that's why I say it's a good time to pray in the Spirit and get to know your God and just tell them. I mean, just have the faith and just do it because the more you do it, the more you're going to hear from him. I mean, well, and that's with that. any relationship. Yes. That's with your car. That's with your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, the, the your animals. The more you invest in that relationship, whatever that might be, the job. I want to, I want to share with yeah. you, too, that the, the um, when I uh, went to pick up the dog, its name is uh, Mickey. Yeah. I want to keep saying Mikey. <laughs> Mickey, he's, it, it, that's a story in itself, and I absolutely adore him. He, he is going to stay with me. I will not be placing him elsewhere. He fits in perfectly, and that's no surprise. But the, um, uh, I have to say that uh, Lita wasn't even supposed to be working that day. No. And here she is today with a new opportunity, and that's how opportunities work. I'm going to share with you the, um, maybe I should have a confession here, too, for the public. They're going to. Just see how this works. So I had, uh, there was a a boy that was interested in me in high school. And, um, oh, my gosh, he was just, he he just loved me so much, and it was just more than I could take. And I needed to, I I needed time to myself, so I got a job to get away. (laughs) And uh, in that job, um, I did the closing so that I was not available in the evenings uh, for uh, dating. (laughs) And uh, and more money was made at night. And then the the supervisor that was in charge in the evenings um, went to play basketball and put me in charge of closing the store once it closed down. One day, the big wigs from Texas came up. And they come into the store and identify themselves, and they wanted to know where Dave was. And I said, I want to say Dave's not home. <laughs> no, but it goes back to a different story. <laughs> so I said, uh, Dave is at another store. It was a fast food restaurant, uh, Burger King. And I was 15 years old. And they, uh, I said, Dave is out getting lettuce from another store. And, and they said, we'll wait. Well, Dave came back about an hour later. I mean, we had cleaned up the store. And the, and the bigwigs, were, there were three of them, maybe four, one in the car. And, uh, and they, were, they were big men. I mean, I was 15. 
you know. So, so Dave came in. His hair was sweaty. He was in shorts from playing basketball. He's in a sweaty T-shirt, and he is bouncing that that basketball as he's coming in the store. And he looks up and sees who's in there. And uh, ultimately, what they said was, is if you can, if you believe she can do your job, she's got your job. He was terminated, and I was promoted as a 15-year-old nighttime supervisor. It ticked everyone off in the local stores that no one else got promoted but me. And it's interesting because hear me out. I mean, remember, at 15 and 16 years old, 15 at the time, I was um, <laughs> and, and ultimately not supposed to be uh, working midnights. Actually, I think we closed well before that, so we were out in time. But anyway, so the point is this, is that the person that was in charge of the restaurant itself instead of the nighttime manager, who was Dave. Um, her name was Teresa McDonald. This is Teresa McDonald ran a Burger King, which I thought was interesting. And she hated the boys and men in particular. She was nasty. And so I, they had a, a store meeting for all the local stores in the in the division in, in our store. And everybody's sitting around. I don't know what she said, but whatever she said, I spoke against it. So I spoke against my supervisor in a meeting where everybody was watching. She stopped the meeting. She came up to the table. She might as well have taken me by the hand, but she didn't. She says, you come with me, young lady. We walked into her office, and everybody's out there in the, in the uh, dining room area. The, 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 the um, office was maybe the size of a closet, not even a walk-in closet. There was a desk, a file cabinet. She says, sit down, and I said, I'd rather stand. So she sat on the, the table, the desk, leaving me... Oh, about half a foot or a foot above her. Now, I didn't know this, but looking back at it, you know, the person that is standing up and looking down at somebody, and, the, and she was looking up to me. That's a power play. We were probably two feet apart, No, certainly not three feet apart. And she says to me, what do you think you're doing? And I leaned into her about six inches away from her face, and I said, I'm about to take your job. You should have seen the look on this woman's face. They were scurrying to get rid of me because they didn't know who I was and if I was connected or if I was a spy to everybody, you know, with the bigwigs in Texas promoting me. They didn't know how that went down. You know, Dave was gone and wasn't telling. Interestingly enough, it was McDonald's that came looking for me and recruited me, gave me a $10,000 raise. They interviewed me, and here comes the confession. <laughs> So for whatever reason, they wanted me. I didn't go looking. I mean, I, I, and I was looking to get away, remember, from the average life of having a boyfriend. And he's a good guy. I mean, he's married and, and happy today. Mm-hmm. It, it just isn't, it isn't for me, you know, the normal, average human experience. And so, so I go to McDonald's, and they, they want to interview me. And so they're talking to me, and they said, well, what's the, what was the most, um, how do they say that, the... Um, it was it was like not the worst day or the more ter- most terrifying day. What what is what is the an example of um, y- you under pressure in in this line of work? Something to that uh, effect. And I said I was in the um, and th- this part was true, but I said I was in the um, uh, there was a tornado that came through Farmington, and I was working at Burger King in in uh, Farmington, and a tornado the tornado that was coming took out I believe it was the uh, uh, bell tire and a bonanza and something else. But I was the manager when that was coming. 
and I had all the kids. I, I, I was about a year or two older than the ones working and put them all in a walk-in cooler so that if it had hit, we'd be inside, you know, one that wasn't freezing and one that was locked and we would have tumbled around a bit, but probably been safe. And, um, and that was a true experience. And, but a backstory is, as I had gone in that Bell Tire, and Bell Tire, I wanted a tire changed. And I, I was a kid. I had an AMC Pacer. And there was a bubble on the wall of uh, my tire. This is a second kind of testimony here. And, the, um, and, and it was packed. And the, the, the guy takes my car. Short time later comes out and said he t- changed the tire, and it was this amount of money. And, and I went to look at the, to the tire, and it didn't look right. It, had, it was supposed to have uh, white walls on it. What they had done is they reversed the tire so the bubble was on the inside. I could have had an accident. It could have been devastating for everyone concerned. But with my personality, I went back in and in front of everybody said exactly what they did. By the time I left, I had four brand new tires. That's God. That's God. But you have to speak up. So with the, with the McDonald's people, I told them the second one, now here's the testimony that's a lie. <laughs> Confessing. So I told them uh, that there was a, uh, one of the uh, CO2 tanks, you know, that you put in the Cokes and things like that, had fallen and it hit on its head and spun around like a rocket and shot through the HVA system of the, 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 the line where the burgers come down to, to cook and lodged in the ceiling. Well, that, didn't, that never happened. But I, got, <laughs> but I got the story from Jaws, the movie, because that, that tank is what ended up killing that shark. And so it was that. But the good news is, is what it led to all the restaurants chaining those CO2 tanks. So God used me, even though it was a lie, it, it solidified the job, and it also made a lot of people safe. I mean, that's amazing. So isn't that, you know, you would know, Alita, about a story there that, wasn't there, I forgot what it was, where people came looking for Jesus or somebody, and there was a woman of the night who gave wrong directions and sent them in an opposite way. I forgot, I forgot what, but I know it's there, because I said, wait a minute, that woman told a lie, and somehow it was okay. Oh, are you talking about the gal that uh, what was ill repute? But I forget the name. She took them in to hide them. She God was not her God, but after that, he became her God because right. she believed that right. he was the all powerful. But when they yeah. came, when they came looking for who he she was hiding, she sent them in the opposite direction. Right. But right. in fact, it was a lie. Right. I mean, that's so <laughs> you know. <laughs> just saying, folks. So God turned it around for, for me so who loves him. He turns it around for the good. He'll take the bad and turn it around for the good. But it does know? say for mm-hmm. those who love him. So provisions, so jobs and things like that. You were, you were not liking where you were at. Provisions for his children, just right. like you want to provide and promote your children. He does so for right. all his children. Right. And, if, and, and the, whole, the, co- the, the whole COVID thing and everything else that you could even imagine that's coming at you. I've had a lot of people come at me. With in 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 uh, improper ways, and a couple of them resulted in lawsuits. One a, do- a, a dentist actually took me to court for non-payment, and I every month that bill came, I said, you know, I'd like to speak with the doctor. I mean, he did something wrong, and I mean, I've got strong teeth, you know, and he was the fault of the the damage that was done, and and it took three years. And finally, they decide, now, what doctor takes you to court? Usually, they hand it off to some bill collector or something. So we get into court. And I took two people as, um, you know, uh, backup for me. 
one uh, one was a, a cousin I hadn't seen in 52 years. I come across her, and she had experience in courts. So she was there to say, oh, this is what you do, and this is how it's done, and it's going to be okay. You just get up there and say whatever. So, uh, And there was another guy that came. And so they went in. They wanted us to go into arbitration for a hot minute. And um, the office manager was there, and she was mocking me like, you, you have no chance. You know, you need to do this now. And I said, no, you, he did wrong. And she, he says, no, our doctor, he would not do those things. I said, I promise you. So um, I said, look, I've been, I've been contacting you every month when the bill comes. She says, yeah, you called 36 times. Well, when we got before the uh, judge, my, my friends were sitting behind me, and the judge was talking to the gal first and said, uh, uh, you know, what the, what the problem was. And she said, yes. And, and that judge said, um, have you had contact with her at all since the day of whatever the appointment was that went wrong? And she said no. And then she went on and on. And so the first thing, he comes to me and he says, he says uh, you know, that if, if you go f- through with this and don't pay the bill, and I find that you are at fault. It will be on your record forever. It will never be expunged. Do you want to proceed? Well, I fell silent for a minute because I was talking to God, like, do you want me to continue? (laughs) (laughs) And afterwards, my friend said, we thought you fainted, you know, and so, and God said, proceed. So I proceeded. I said, the first thing I'd like to mention it, they said I never made contact. I said, the two people behind me witnessed her telling in the arbitration that I had called 36 times when first came to shove that, that judge turned to her and said, you know, that, that, uh, like, what is it? Medical abuse or medical, um, malpractice is the word. And she went in a shock. She says, she can't sue us. Can she, <laughs> you know, I mean, he, she was panicking. I had the dates and the times for a person who is technically disorganized. God made it so that I had everything I needed written down at the times and dates that I needed. And even better, you know, Lita, you said, you know, God provides. Yeah. I told God, I said, you need to bring me some evidence, you know, some people. I need another doctor, you know, to fix this problem. So I get a call or, or, or a note on my door from a police officer. And I knew it had to be the, the doctor because I'm not in trouble ever. Not that kind of trouble. And so... um so I call the guy, and, and he says, uh, I said, is this about the dentist? He says, no, I'm not lit- liberty to say I'd like to come up back up and hand whatever it is he's going to give me a warrant or I don't know what it's called. And um, so I said, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk to you for a second. I said, I, I need to tell you. I said, this kind of thing doesn't happen to me. I said, and I understand people might say that, but I'm sharing with you, either you need to know me or I need to know you. And I don't know why, but I promise you it will be revealed because I like to testify for God and, and put the information out there so people witness it as you know it happening, because you know God. So he pulls up in my driveway. Now, mind you, I drive a bright yellow Scion XB 2005. He pulls up in my driveway in a private car because it, it helps with people not getting all bent out of shape. The cop cars show up in your driveway. And he's driving a purple Scion XB. And I laughed, and when I walked up to the side of his car, I said, don't you think this is a little unusual that you're in a Scion XB and so am I? I said, I, I'm telling you, there's more to this. And I, I said, do you mind if I sit in your back seat? Because he had a computer in the front seat like cop cars do for identifying whatever. And uh, so I sit in the back seat, and we're talking. And uh, I said, well, I said, how did you get a job like this? Because the more you talk with a person, sometimes you talk long enough to find out why you're talking. I know you've had that experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
So, so in this testimony that I'm giving, he says, he says, well, I was in New York and then I, I transferred to Michigan. I said, why would you do that? He says, for, he says, to leave the bullshit. I said, okay. I said, so you came to Michigan? I said, what city did you move to? He says, Armada. I said, I used to live in Armada. He says, you did? I said, yeah. I said, he says, when were you there? And I told him the years. And I said, what house did you live in? Or no, what street did you live on? He says, Prospect. I said, I lived on Prospect. He says, you did? I, he says, what house? I said, you know, the, uh, the well, at that time we had painted it a, a, like a, a barn red with cream trim. And uh, he says, did it used to be white and green? I said, it did. I said, and the, across the street is a little white house, one level with an older woman in it. She's, he says, that's, that's my neighbor. He says, I was in the house to the, to the east of hers. I said, so you were across the street from me? And he said, yeah. He says, wait a minute. He says, did you used to have monkeys? And I put my arm straight past his ear and pointed to the corn crib I have in my yard. A corn crib is a wire silo to house corn. It is what I use for the primates I have in my care. And so my arm is right next to his, and I'm pointing at the monkeys right in front of his car about, oh, 100 feet away. And he turns around and looks at me. He says, you're Lisa Berry. I said, yeah, that's what the paperwork says. He says, oh, my gosh. At that point, you know, he knew he, we weren't buddies back then. I didn't know him personally, but he knew my husband and my husband's when I was married and, and his son. He gave me the name of his dentist, who he knew for, you know, I'll remind you, he's, he's an officer. He, he had a dentist that he used for 30, 32 years. I went to his dentist, told him what happened. They took pictures of my mouth. They documented that it was cracked that the infection that was happening was due to that, and they were held responsible. But God sent him right up my driveway. The, the, the doctor that was looking to persecute me, the weapon formed against me, did not prosper because in their actions, the very court that they got a hold of to take care of me, according to them, sent the guy I needed. That's just how good God is. That is God. Can't work anything out. That's the God I know, right up my driveway. That's right. And that he, we were neighbors thirty, thirty-four years prior. And up my driveway he comes. And he does that for all of us. Everybody. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Do you mind that I tell you about his um, promise in the Word to that our children are holy and our our unbelieving spouse is sanctified that means you know they're they're set apart that they might not know the lord yet but just because we do yes our spouses and our children god just puts a special hedge of protection over them Mm -hmm. and my son has been involved in a horrible car accident where he lost his two friends and i believe um that because of that protection my son lived Mm -hmm. my daughter and her spouse and they're, my grandchildren were in a pontoon that capsized, and they all lived. And I give the glory to God. Oh, amen. And his promise to protect us. Amen. So he does, he don't just love us. He loves the ones we love. He knows how much it would hurt us. I mean, he's a good God. He protects mm-hmm. our, he promises. That's a promise to protect not just us, but our all our seed. They're set apart. And, um. So that's what we were talking about right. is his protection and promotion. I mean, there's so much. There's the provision. more you, and he's, he's not holding back, but let me yeah. share with people. And Alita was saying, you know, there's an enemy and people that don't believe it or don't know it. 
can't discern the difference of what's going on down here. And I put it into a, a scenario so that maybe it's a little more palatable and or understandable that there are two teams down here, the winning yes, team and the is. losing team. There is a, a, we, are the one, we are born on the winning team. The negative team that I refer to as Satan is after people for his team, and he's coming to the winning team just like any football player or baseball player or basketball player. The, the teams that are losing want to recruit better players. And, and Satan doesn't care who it is as long as he's stopping the good guys from promoting how great it is. And it's simpler than anybody knows. And the thing is, is even if you're led astray, all you have to do is turn around and go back. I mean, there's, there's a story that I was told because, I mean, God has told me and then people say, oh, yeah, that's in the Bible, where there's a wayward son and he comes back. And the good son is staying and doing all the work. But the guy that comes back who was out partying or whatever he was doing comes back and was given, what, a kingdom or something? Or a par- Yeah, they threw a special party for him. No questions asked. No. Hugged him and loved him and that was it. That's our Lord every day all the Amen. time. Amen. All the day We all can the time. turn around every day. Every day. Every minute of the day. Yes. And go right back to our God. Right. You know, and, and people are saying that, you know, the, that, you know, forgiving your sins and you have to confess all the time. But I'm going to share with you. Confessing is, is, is a nice thing to purge your soul to the person who you love. But the truth of the matter is you're forgiven. If you're accepting Jesus, you're forgiven forever and for always. Yes. And the only down, the, the downplay is, is that we, if you have a perfect partner, which is what Jesus and God are, and maybe you can find one in the flesh. Bravo, people. <laughs> you know, I just remember that Jesus had 12 people around him and couldn't find a best of friends. So I'm not worried that I can't find a perfect person to be my buddy. I'm good. People are everywhere. Alita's one of them. I'm blessed to know her. I'm sure there's more to come. But just like what she is saying is that if you turn around, you just go back on board. And he loves you. There's no persecution. Jesus took that. That's right. There's nothing you can do. You're saved by his grace. It's not your doings. It's his. Right. Nothing you can do will ever earn you that. Right. He's done it. You're, you're just giving him the thanks and the praise that he did that. We mm-hmm. know the ending of this book. Right. And it's good, and it's, we win. Uh, amen. And we, we are already winners. Right. Because we're in Christ. <laughs> yeah, we amen. win. You, know, you can't out-lose. I mean, and the idea is just to not fall into the disdain and the quagmire that you see with your eyes and your ears and what you're being told because you are being hand-fed bullshit, folks. There's a liar. There's a prince of lies. Yeah. He's right. our enemy. Right. And it's simpler. So, so if we are going to identify that the only reason, hear me out, that is not my words, and, and, and <laughs> I'm just, look, I'm not looking for followers. I've got enough to do on my own. I don't need to follow myself because I'm busy being me, but I'm sharing with you the only reason, think it through, folks. Everybody's got a brain. Think it through. The only reason people are dying is either you're choosing death because it's a choice. You're believing that lie. Or you're dying from lack of knowledge of God. Not all the webinars that you can find. Not the next best thing. I'm going to tell you, I am not the next best thing. And I am being pursued for my own shows and reality shows and commercials and and radio and TV and such. And I'm going to promise you, I am not motivated by money. This podcast is free to do it. You guys can do it, too. I want to reiterate that, that uh, Orion Neighborhood Television offers simple one-on-one classes during COVID for the podcast room, the place that you see on camera and YouTube, and, and we're on SoundCloud as well. 
it is the the there's a, a minor price for the the um, the class for podcasts. I'm I'm believing it to be under a hundred dollars if I recall correctly, and then the uh, the studio. Uh, for the television and all the, the the cameras and things and that that that'll go on next year I believe, again and that's also a minimal amount of money. But you get to check out the 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 not just check them out as and see them, but use the equipment, take it with you, make your own stories, your own movies, your own everything. That's how the Lord is working right now. Right, He is reaching each and every one of us. Right, and we need to know His truth and wisdom, and all we have to do is ask. Yes. Ask Him to show us. Well, the fact that the fact that, and it was it was the improv coach that I adore, Pat Caparuccio. I'm going to repeat that because he's the one that led me here. I I ultimately let me give you this funny thing. So I had a, a you know because I talk to God and I've got complaints a lot of them. Like and you know number one you can't itch, itch your own back. I mean what what kind of design is that? You know just a number of things. Can you reach your back and have a day with no, it in I the can't. middle? No, you cannot. I mean now. Thank God they created corners to walls, <laughs> you know, if you don't have a person to help you out. So the thing is this. is So I had a, had a, a storyline that I thought would be amusing, and I wanted uh, to gather some friends and maybe go down and have an, a, a moment learning some of this improv stuff. Not that I wanted to be on stage doing it, but just every, every year I do two, three, or four things that, that are different and just a, you know, just a stretch. Whether I continue or not is irrelevant. So I went to do the improv class. Pat Caparuccio is brilliant. He's as patient as as oops is Joe and uh, Joey and Tessa and and Ian the the uh, director here at Orion uh, Neighborhood TV Television. The um, so Pat uh, so I told him I said I just I just had a, an image of you know complaint as to why I mean I didn't give birth to humans and I didn't plan on it and I made sure that I did not. I know how they're getting in. That's one of the lines is I know how they're getting in, and so. And then I was telling God, I said, of all the orifices on the body, why that one for babies to come in? You know, why not like coughing it up like a fur ball <laughs> in your soup at lunch? You know, or, or an ear, ear, you know, water in the ear, pop, 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 and a baby pops out the ear. You know, I understand the body parts are different, but he could have done it a little differently. I'm just saying. And so, but ultimately, uh, Pat is the one that brought me here and that it unfolded and it gave me an opportunity to do something that I can come on a day that suits my needs, that is available at the uh, studio, that I get to do it for free. And if people listening can uh, listen in and glean some information from a person who knows God and gets things delivered and can teach it also. But frankly, if I can provide it for free in a way where you're listening in and receiving and going, if she can do it with that personality and that attitude and not wanting to be here and willing to stay, I mean, God wants somebody to do the job. How many young girls did God have to ask before he had Mary say yes? He couldn't make her say yes. Was she the first? I don't know. I doubt it. Let's, uh, and, and let me share with you this, Alita. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know the story in the Bible about um, uh, Jesus turning the water to wine? Yes. At the wedding. Yes. So if, I, if I've got the statement mm-hmm. correct, because, you know, it's in the, in the movies that I've seen. And uh, so they're all, you know, having a party for, you know, in those days, probably a week, you know, really enjoying the wedding and the feast and all the camaraderie and everything and the wine. And they usually put the, the uh, good wine up first and then they go through the, the garbage. And then, uh, but at the end, you know, Jesus turns water to wine. But the thing I want to get across to people that maybe they're not listening to and will help in their own life. I mean, listen closely. This is gleaning some information here is 
his mother walked up to him at some point during the day and said, turn this water to wine. And Jesus said, woman, it's not my time. But then he did it. So in that sentence, and what I'm trying to get across, is we know that Jesus didn't sin. And if he knew it wasn't his time and he did it, it had to be okay for him to do it. But what I'm trying to point out that no one is talking about is that even Jesus didn't necessarily know when his time was. And his mother gave him the opportunity to step up. So like me, um, you know, talking to uh, Cherie about the dog and then meeting Alita and then offering the podcast opportunity to her, she stepped up. I offered she stepped up. We don't know where this is going to go. And frankly, who cares? We're talking about God, what he has to offer, what he has to offer to you. Of all the religions out there, go do your research if you want. But I'm, and I'm not saying any of them are good or bad. What I am saying is that if you take the one with Jesus, that's the one etern- offering eternal life. It's the one where you don't have to do anything other than accept him. Yes, that's right. Period. And the, the proofs of knowing him is that it will show up in, in your, uh, you know, signs and wonders. Show up in your life. You'll see things yeah, change. And, 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 all, and we can do what he can do in greater things than those. And I want people yeah. to think, as we're, as we're talking about, you know, how this works, is that keep in mind, if Jesus didn't know, he, he either sinned or he did not know because he said, woman, it's not my time. Unless there's another interpretation for that, I do not know. But it seems pretty simple. If it is what I say it is, then your opportunity to come and come. And it can come out of the mouths of babes or someone you don't even know. Will you do this? And say, yes, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll go to the TV station, Pat. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll do improv with you, Pat. Yes, I'll bring Karen back into my life. And, you know, it was a, a short term. It's unfortunate. And I love her. But, it, you know, there are reasons for things. And maybe it was just for her for me to give an opportunity to her to be on a podcast, but ultimately God's way of getting me to do something because I like to do things for others. But he wanted me doing it, and here I am. And, and I'm meeting people every day, giving them opportunities with a big deal. This woman, Alita, is talking about speaking in tongues. And I'm telling you, it's a big deal. If you want to pretend and make up the words, just let it flow. If you get a body reaction, you're in gear. And, be- and just believe in it, and it will... You will find the proof if you just continue in it. Your life will change. You'll gain wisdom and knowledge that only can come from the Lord. You'll get protection, provision. You'll get everything you need right. with your direct connect with the Lord. Well, I, sh- I shared with people on one of the podcasts how I, my mother wanted me to pay rent, and I took a walk and ended up buying a house at 17, 18, you know, 16. <laughs> it was, you know, the house wasn't for sale. I had no car, no job. I had no money in the bank. You know, come on. And, and you know, the, the I was... Their provider. Oh, my gosh. And it was in, in uh, 77, I was, you know, just not having a good day with, you know, the fast food restaurants. I just is not my cup of tea. But it gave me experience on running a business and leading people. And it, and it was fun. I liked, you know, producing things and helping educate people and lifting people up, hiring and firing and all the things that come with it. You know, but then one day I was, I was at my house and by myself, and I was bitching up a storm. I said, God, uh, I need out of this. 
I need something different. And then one day I was out mowing my lawn and somebody was working on a telephone pole across the street and he got down and, and came across to, you know, ask me if my phone was working. And uh, we had a sit, we sat on my front porch for about 45 minutes. I got him something to drink and we're just chatting. And I said, how do you get a job where your boss isn't checking on you? It's been 45 minutes. And he said, well, he says, uh, you know, it's Michigan Bell, and uh, they're hiring women now. You know, you can you can do the job. It's non-traditional for women, and, you know, just go apply. You know, go on in there. So I, I, went, I called, and I went down for testing, and they told me that, you know, if I was interested, I, would, I was supposed to call every three months to let them know. Well, I never called them, and every three months they called me. And, and every three months I said yes, and they said, well, you have to call us every three months. I said, okay, and I never did. And a year and a half later I get a call, and they, they said, are you still interested? I said, I am. And so they, so I went down, and, and there were three little tables, like dinner tray tables. In the old days, we got to sit in front of the television and watch and eat a TV dinner. And, um, and on the pieces, and there was a young girl there. She couldn't have been in her 20s, maybe. And I asked her what the jobs were, and she said she didn't know that the paperwork would identify the jobs. And there was a uh, splicer, a repairman, and a lineman. And I, you know, just using the words alone, I thought, I don't want to be a lineman, <laughs> you know. Sounds sounds different, and, you know, pulling cables and all this other setting poles, and and the the repairman was going into people's houses, and I just didn't want to do that, and so it must be splicing. And so then I asked her, I said, well, which one makes the most money? And she says a splicer. I said, I pointed at, and I pointed at the piece of paper. And I said, I I, I want to be a splicer. <laughs> so ultimately, uh, I went in and I became the first female O nine troubleshooter in Michigan. 09 Troubleshooter was, according to the men, a, a place for gods. You know, all the repairmen went out to fix things and couldn't. Then they sent the 09er out. And the fact that I was a female, at I guess 22 maybe, 21, something like that, in a size 6, and I was, you know, at, at that point, uh, you know, wearing makeup, and I had, uh, by then, my... Uh, Nails looking good, and they're like, "Oh no, this is." And it was there was persecu- It was a classic story of harassment and discrimination. I did not know it. I mean, I had been raised by uh, with four boys. I had all already got some management skills. They asked to promote me. They put me through training and and wanted to know if I want the job. I said, "No, I'm I am tired of being in charge of people. I just want to do the job. I'll be able to show them that women can do it." Well, they did not want to know that women could do it. They wanted, they wanted their nephews or their sons or their brothers or their dads to get the job. They didn't want a woman doing it. And the fact that a woman could do it was a sign that it wasn't manly enough. And, it was, and the games were on. But again, it had to be covert because they couldn't outwardly persecute me. And the story was long, but the point is, is I told God I needed something different. I couldn't do that. Working outside would be good. And so he, he delivered. He sent that guy across the street. I do know now that he, that my, my line had nothing to do with the pole across the street, and that guy knew it. He came over to flirt with the girl. But ultimately, it led to the, the job that I love the most. And I was able to speak up for you know women's rights, speak against uh, what was going on back in the day and probably still going on today in other companies. But God put me in. He, you know, he trained me to speak up to authority. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, there are opportunities coming your way, Alita, to, to do bigger and better things, either where you're at or even more. I believe so with all of God's children. We, right. we, get, we get to all partake. Well, because Whether we, dis- we reach out to one or many, it's right. that we, we each get to partake 
and it's glorious whether it's a thousand or one it doesn't matter right in god's eyes it's a we get to be a part of his glory. Right. We get to partake. Hey, as long as I'm glorifying him, that's all I want to do. Because frankly, as, as, as soon as somebody can grasp, it's not about you. That's it's right. It's about who put you here. Yeah. And he works in us and changes us and makes us to be in his, like him. Well, because we're asking. Yeah. Because, you know, and, because and, we're his. And I ask in a pretty foul way. You know, like, what the F are you doing, Lord? Why don't you come down here? Why did you send your son to do your work? And I found out that it wasn't. He didn't. He sent himself. That's right. You know, he gave the world to the people. The people have the power. God is an entity in spirit. And in order for him to have power, he had to get into the human flesh. And he had to find a way to do it. He had to find a woman, that w- a girl, that was willing to partake in making it happen. He makes he doesn't make kings of kings. He makes kings of the lowly. We're all priests and queens. We're all uh, kings and queens. The word says so. Well, we're saints. Each one of us. It also says we're saints. I think people yes, don't we understand are. And that. We're, we're kings and queens, and we can call things that be not, and they will be. Right. Yeah, we be and, not as though um, they are. Yeah. We're all ministers of God, and... We just have to believe that and well, let it, him work it out in us. Well, the idea is is to, first there's, you know, hoping and having faith that it's true. But I assure you, what, a, a person who witnesses, you. the mm-hmm. thing is, is they, people are coming across teachers who know some stuff and show them that what they do work. However, they're not glorifying God or saying who taught them or they're telling them another teacher taught them. And now all these people are running around going, oh, you know, blah, you know, Susie, Jan, David, and, you know, the dodo bird are helping. I assure you, if somebody's got talents and gifts, it came from God. That's right. And to glorify God and say, I, I can, Let's I can give attest. Him the glory to who it belongs to. And Amen. that's our Father. 100%. Our creator. It's a big deal. It's and awesome it's, that we get to partake in that, that he puts that in us. But he's, it's his glory, not ours. Right. Just like. If you think you have to be something good before you can come to God, that's not true at all. He will work that good out in you. And right. it's and if you fell back, that's okay. Right. Because he'll never leave you or forsake you. Uh, but, but we and do have to turn around not, and want know, back. Yeah, it's not Because it's not his too. job to chase us. It's not our works, but the Lord's. We're right. saved by his grace and glory, and we just can we'll turn around and come back to him and say, I've no, you'll work this out. Lord. Oh, I've got a question. I've, I've got something I'm going to recommend that no one asks. Because <laughs> I say, you know, you're going to get an answer to your questions. Yeah. So when I was younger, in the, pre-teen, someone had said the wording, therefore, but the grace of God go I. And I'm thinking, what the heck does that mean? Oh, I wish I had never asked it. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, in fact, when I was married, uh, the man's name is Jim, and he said to me, you go through more shit than anybody I know, and you always come out smelling like a rose. And he said it kind of nasty, like it's, he, he should be feeling good about that. And I said, Jim, roses grow in shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. You know, so no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That if you are going through something, people, you need to know that God is a respecter of no man, meaning he will bless each and every one of us with these and greater things. He is going to deliver. If you think he won't, you are mistaken. 
If you think you need to go and cheat, lie, and steal to get what you need, you are mistaken. He will deliver, and these and greater things shall you do. The idea is, is the, the, I have to, I have to really just reiterate that God tests no man. And the reason he doesn't is because he made you. He knows you inside and out. He's given you the free will to walk away if you want and turn back around once you figure it out that you should have never listened to that other voice or that other promise or those other people. You know, Satan works through people. That's right. And God works through people because they can't do anything without someone saying yes. Listen so to what you're saying. It's in your mind. Right. Well, and every day you got to walk in the spirit and you got to right. wake up and say, or pay attention Lord, to what you're saying. Be with me today. Right. Show me the truth in everything I do. You're welcome. Right. I don't even know yeah. that you have to actually, now that you say that, I don't even know if you have to invite him in, but know he's there. Yeah. Because inviting him in. You just your mind. Right. You just want to get up every day and walk in that spirit. Well, at least just say, thank you, God. Yeah. You want to. You know, what are we doing today, Lord? What do you want me to do today? And listen and see. I mean, if he, he gave me an alert that I was going to be in a tragic accident. And I, and I was willing to concede if that was the case. If it needed to happen, I was okay with it. But it didn't happen that way. I don't know that if I was exceedingly happy about that. But it did come to pass as I understand what he's uh, up for and what he wants and, and what he has me doing that no one else is doing. And frankly, it, the more do it, the better. I don't need to be the only one doing it. In no, fact, I, the, the, in fact, talking to the elderly people that you have access to about the opportunity at the possibility of staying in the flesh and renewing their flesh, give them the opportunity to listen. If they want to say no to it, that's their business. But we might as well give them the idea that it's possible. Let, and let the chips fall where they may. Ask God to show you the truth. You Ask know? your Lord Christ Jesus show you the truth right and I, I and often you know the same thing with alita and i and i'm going to join in this is to say look if alita if if alita and lisa you know or snow horse however you want to call me you know are are truly getting this result i want it too if it's true show me i want it too i have no business spending my time on a podcast and for free to, so that you guys can glean some information, not just what the Word has to say, but some of my experiences and the way to receive it and that it's possible. You know, I, I'm not looking for anything in return other than letting you know. God wants you to know. God, God cares about you. I would like to say I do too. Maybe that day will come. <laughs> you know, But I know the spirit within you belongs to God, and that's the spirit that I care for. You know, wake up, spirit, and each and every person that's listening Occupy the body fully. Expand yourself to fill this body out, not that it looks fat, but that it looks whole and that it is purged of everything evil, wicked, mean, and nasty so that you can say to yourself out loud, I am happy, healthy, wealthy, wise, carefree, joy-filled, debt-free, peace-filled, and giving the glory to God for it. That's right. It's a beautiful thing. I want to refresh your memory that... um, there is a prayer line you can call if you wish. I do not stand between you and God, but um, offer an opportunity that if you are in a position to feel down and out and you think someone else can help and you think that it might be me, I do know God. I will take whatever it is you're asking for and putting it in the lap of God, knowing that he is the only one that can give guarantees. I have things that have shown up for me and there's no explanation other than God. And I believe that Alita can say the same. 
Yeah, I think we all can if we give it a chance. Yep. And I know we all. You know, I'm I'm one for you know people will give it a chance. I'm one for demanding. And he he's good with that. He's just glad you're showing up. And that number to call for the prayer is eight one zero seven two four three two two three. If you wish to care to uh, chat with Alita or myself, you can reach us through Messenger on Facebook with the new Ark Ministries for Animal page. If you add the words for animal, you're destined to come up with that particular site. And ARK is spelled A-R-K-N-E-W-A-R-K, Ministries for Animal. That's on Facebook. There's a messenger. You can message us there, and uh, we can speak further with you if you wish. God bless you, and thank you so much for listening. God bless. Uh, We love you. Bye-bye.